morning, America. Oh. Hope everybody's having a good day today. Heading to work, like I do every time I do one of these shows. If you're not familiar with my show, um, this is what I do. On the way to work, on the way to home from work, I do a podcast. I used to do my podcasts on the way to work as an electrician's apprentice. And for four years, I think I did... um, Well, I think for the last two years, actually. I've been an electrician's apprentice for four years. Uh, For the last two years, I think I've been doing this um, podcast. And it was more geared towards the blue-collar American. And it still is. I'm just now a a blue-collar with a white collar over it. Still technically blue-collar. Still technically blue-collar because I work for a living. Hard. I work hard. Hopefully Dewey Cox fans got that one. I don't know. I work hard. Walk hard. Work. I don't know. Okay. It was funny to me when it came out of my mouth. Well, I hope you're having a good morning, America. I hope you're having a good start to your day. Mine's been kind of crazy. It's still continuously being crazy because I just put on my brakes at a stop sign and had a water bottle that my son left on top of the van fly over the top of the van and now sitting elegantly on my windshield. And I want it off my windshield. And I don't know what to do to get it off my windshield. Oh my god. You've got to be freaking kidding me. I've got a water bottle sitting on my windshield courtesy of my oldest son who's 16 and probably went out to the van to hide so he could talk to his girlfriend because we have a lot of kids and they bother him. And I think he left his water bottle sitting on top of the hood of the car and when I put on my brakes it went flying off the top of the car, the roof, and is now sitting elegantly in a nice little pocket on my windshield. And if a cop sees it I'm going to get pulled over so I'm going to have to pull over here just for a quick second and I was hoping the wind would blow it off, but I don't want to have it fly off and hit someone's car. So, um, I'm going to have to pull over here in a second. Wow. So, that's the start to my day. Water bottles on the windshield. It's great. It's wonderful. It's it's what it is. Couldn't ask for anything better. <laughs> I've been, um... I'm one of those guys that wear my heart on my sleeve. You know what I mean? I, I, I put myself out there, expose myself, and um, sometimes in that uh, arena of exposing yourself and letting yourself be open to negativity and positivity and all that happy stuff, um, sometimes your endeavors don't pay off exactly the way you want them to. And it's kind of what I wanted to talk about because um, I happily 
without being asked or anything, did something special, I thought. And um, some of you might be aware of the fact that I did uh, some promos for something I believe in, and I, and I still believe in it. I'm not, I'm not knocking it or anything at all. I'm not. Um, jumped on it, did it, and then I took it a step further, and I, I continued. Um, and I haven't, like, I didn't do it for any kind of monetary gain. I, I want I, I, I want that to be abundantly clear. I didn't do it because I wanted to get paid. I, I didn't. I, I was offered to be paid, and I took it after I had already done all this stuff. Because it was, for me, it was something I believed in, something I wanted to see happen. And um, that's why I jumped on the uh, bandwagon wholeheartedly, and I'm, I'm still wholeheartedly on the bandwagon. But, um, like I said, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and um, I haven't heard back from a few people that I was introduced to, and I was thrown a payment, which was great, and, and it was well accepted, well received, I, I really appreciated it, and I still appreciate it. I'm looking at it right now going, this is really going to add up, I mean, but um, the point I was trying to make is... I was looking for an opportunity more than I was looking for payment. Um, granted, I don't have the greatest uh, grammar skills. I, I'll just come right out and say that right now. I don't have the greatest grammar skills. Um, I, I'm a high school dropout. I've, I mean, I have no reason to lie about it. I, I might have attended a, a class or two for... I'm going to pull over here and get this water bottle off now. Hold on a second. Okay, water bottle's removed. But I'm, I'm you know, I've, I've taken some college courses you know, I've uh, obtained at one point a food handling manager's license when I was down in Florida and we were talking, shoot, 30, almost 30 years ago, close, somewhere around there, 25 years ago. Um, and I've taken multiple uh, safe food handling courses and stuff like that. I've been trained in order to teach others years ago in Illinois. So... You know, I, I do have a little bit of a background when it comes to management. I, you know, I do. I just happen to have a lot of experience. And I, I have some experience with marketing. And I've actually... I remember uh, being taught by a guy who's been doing nothing but sales all his life, basically. And I, and this, I love this... This slogan. It, basically, it was just a statement that he made, but it, it, it was drilled into me because it made it made so much sense. In the advertising world, if you're trying to sell apples, and this is high hypothetical, uh, let me start over. When you're trying to sell apples, you don't advertise to the apple grower. You advertise to the guy growing bananas. And it, when I remember when the guy first told me this, and I kind of sat there like, well, that's kind of lame. I don't understand. But once you kind of figure it out, it makes a tremendous amount of sense. If you're trying to sell something, 
for instance, I'm just saying in this kind of analytical way of, of speaking, if you're trying to sell apples, you're not going to get much, um, you're not going to get much produced by trying to sell apples to apple growers. You want to broaden your spectrum. And that was always my understanding, was that, you know, instead of advertising apples to an apple grower, advertise apples to a banana grower. Sounds kind of crazy, but if you can take that and turn it into what it is, it's actually, it makes a lot, a lot of, a tremendous amount of sense. You know, um, I also remember being, and this, you know, I actually did this once, but I, I, this is what happened to me when I was 26 years old. Uh, went to a seminar. Well, it wasn't a seminar. It was actually a training, uh, training class. And um, it was about marketing. And this was in um, down in Florida, Port Charles, Florida. And it was a little three-story building. It wasn't anything special. It was down in Punta Gorda. And it was about marketing, sales. And um, the guy was talking about advertising for like four or five hours. You know, advertising, advertising. And then he asked us all to get out of our seats, and there was like 20 of us, 20 or 30 of us. And uh, we all went downstairs and walked out the front door of this building. And stood on the sidewalk for a second, and he said, I want you to look around. And we're all like, okay. And there's cars driving by, and, you know, people walking, and, uh, you know, the ambiance of what you would expect when you walk out of a little business building in a semi-busy town. And he said, if you have a product, these are the people that you want to reach. You want to be able to reach everybody. Not just people interested in your product, but people that have no idea what your product is. And he said, how do you reach these people? He asked us all that. People were like, um, um, um. And he said, the fastest way to reach the general public is to advertise to the general public. And he said, if you could put up a billboard at the end of this road, you would be advertising to the general public. If you could put one of those little stake signs, you know, like a real estate sign, you would be advertising to the general public. He said, but if you just put a sign up at the local grocery store, you would be only advertising to those people going to that grocery store. And he said, and you would be losing all the people that drive by the grocery store. He said, you have to think about advertising as a billboard. He said, you want to reach the people, and it made sense to me then, and it still makes sense to me now. You want to reach the people who have no interest whatsoever in your product, because those are the ones that become interested in your product. So I, I'm leaving this bit of advice um, for a, a gentleman that has a lot of good people working for him, and I think could benefit from just a few golden eggs of wisdom. Ah, golden eggs. And, you know, it's, it's really hard to grasp a marketer's brain because someone who's marketing for a living already has kind of a preset determination of what they're going to do. Well, we're going to use Facebook. We're going to use Twitter. We're going to use this. We're going to use that. We're going to use all these social um, online outlets. 
media, social media outlets. We're gonna we're advertise on Facebook. We're gonna advertise on Twitter. We're gonna advertise on uh, Instagram. We're gonna advertise on uh, what is that weird one with the little guy, the thing on top of his? It looks like a snork. I can't think. That guy. We're gonna advertise on all these places. That sure, millions, perhaps even a billion people a day. You have the potential of reaching those people. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not going to say you don't. They're the biggest social platforms out there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you know, what is it? Uh, in, in, uh, my, my kid uses it. I don't use it. Snap. Whatever. <sighs> I don't even know the name of this junk. I, I do. I, I should know it. Insta Snap or, or what is it? I can't remember. This is one where you can share pictures and they only last a little while and no one can really do anything about it unless they want to try to take a snapshot. But then it tells people that you took a snapshot, so you really... I don't know. Yeah, I know. Snapagram. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, gosh. I feel retarded, but that's okay. Because I, 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 my son uses it. I, I tried it. I downloaded it like a year ago and I was like, okay, this is kind of lame. There's like a bunch of teenagers on it. I didn't want to like, you know, talk to teenagers because I'm in my 40s. So I was like, well, uh, I'll pass. And I, I like Instagram. I, I get on there occasionally, but I, the hype wore off on me. I was kind of like, okay, well, it's kind of like Facebook, but not Facebook. And Facebook, I really hate Facebook now. So I'm not really into Facebook. Twitter, I like Twitter. I like Twitter for several reasons. It's quick, it's easy, you're done. Um, you can just shut off the notifications and walk away. You don't have to care. You don't have to worry about it. Check it the day, the next day or the day after, whatever. That, that's why I like Twitter. I think Twitter's fantastic. And plus, um, it's anonymous. If you want to create an account and just be whoever, well, not necessarily whoever. Like, I have a apps that pay on my Twitter account. I also have another one that's uh, something else. And then I have my main account. I know you're not supposed to have more than one account. I shouldn't tell that. I shouldn't talk. People are going to return me in. Don't turn me into Twitter. No, but I have one that's basically for trying to generate some affiliate income. I'm not going to lie. And I have one that's uh, just for me. And I just talk and post my, well, these podcasts. And um, I don't know what I, I, what I'm trying to say is, you know, all these uh, social media platforms are great. But I think it's a waste of money. And this is coming from somebody who used to advertise on Facebook. I was kind of like, why am I feeding the beast my hard-earned money to advertise to people who are not interested in technology reviews? Sure, I could just pick one little keyword phrase that might cue my ad, my ad to pop up on their screen. But are they really going to do anything with it? Are they really... Is it more than just annoying? Um annoying these people, I just don't see a point. So, where would money be well spent? I think, really, honestly, going back 25 years or so with that guy in, in Punta Gorda, Florida, uh, your money's well spent advertising on a billboard. And I, I'm, I'm going to explain to you why. And it's simple. I know, I know it sounds silly, but there's so many automated billboards out there that you literally could get your your junk put up on a billboard in like five minutes and have it placed in really good areas with lots of traffic. And 
literally being honest about this, I, I'm just going to state this right now. It's not hard to get yourself out there on a billboard nowadays. It's a five, ten minute freaking action. You got a credit card? Cool. Get your uh, business advertised on a billboard because now they have all these automated ones and they kick ass. You get a, a 15 second slot shown every, uh, you know, 20 times an hour or something. I, I can't remember what the, I remember reading a little bit about it. I don't know. I don't retain all the information I read unless it's permanent, per, permanent, unless it's important to what I'm trying to understand. So, um, you know, that's money well spent. And if you can get some ads put up on a billboard on a busy highway, you're going to do well. And I'm going I'm to explain to you why. Because you're you're attracting, attract, attracting the attention of more people who are not interested in your product. Because like I said, yeah, you can advertise to people who are interested in your product. And yes, you're going to get their attention. But if you're trying to build something huge, you want to advertise to everybody and anybody. You want to advertise to the average everyday Joe that's never done anything with your product, who doesn't have any interest in your product, but might be interested in making money, might be interested in obtaining or getting on board of something that uh, could make him some money and uh, feed his family. If you're going to advertise uh, a bank to people who bank, they might already have a bank. They might already be interested in a certain product and not interested in yours. They might be uh, skeptical. They might not uh, be willing to uh, dump something that they have and, and have up and obtained uh, for what you're selling. So, yeah, you might grasp their interest, but uh, they might just stick with what they know. And to reiterate, it's, it's utterly... And it's the most important aspect of marketing, I think, from what I've, my little bit of training. You want to reach everybody. You want to reach people who are not interested in your product because those are the people that go, huh, I should check that out. What is that? What, what is that about? What do you mean I can make X amount of money? What? Well, that's pretty cool. Versus someone who's already indulged their life into something going, yeah, I've seen plenty of those fly by the screen in the last couple of years. Not interested. I'm going to stick with this because this is what works for me. That I don't think is going to work for me. Oh, yeah, it might pay off. And monkeys might fly out my ass. Those are the people you don't want to advertise to because they've already got their set ways. They're already doing their thing. They already have what they need. Yeah, they could, you know, well, yeah, maybe I could throw a little money at that. And, uh, yeah, maybe I could make a little bit of money. But I have seen these things come and go over the years. Why would I? I mean, uh, why why risk uh, a chunk of change for something that might tomorrow be worth nothing? And those are the people that are smart and wise and have been in the business for a long time that are going to look at it and go, you know what, this is a risk. Too big of a risk. I'm not interested. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make some money. I've heard that. I've, I've heard the wind blow before. I've, I've, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to listen to another sales pitch. Yeah, okay, great. Well, when it gets up a little higher, let me know. Those are the people that are looking at your advertisement going, yeah, I've heard of you. Not interested. You want to reach the guy that's going, you know, I'd really like to get involved with something like this. 
I'd really like to, what is this? Is this a chance for me to make money? Is this a chance for me to build a nest egg? Is this a chance for me to invest in something that could pay off? Those are the people that you want to reach. So that's what this podcast is about. I'm I'm uh, I'm throwing out my useless uh, advice to whoever's listening who may be looking to market something and gain some potential and see pro- pro- productivity go through the roof. Um, but I'm no expert. You know, what am I going to do right now? I'm uh, going to work to be a dietitian's manager. Or dietary manager, sorry, dietitian's manager. That means I'd be managing dietitians. And I'm going to be a diet... Whatever I am. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sharing information. Hopefully someone uh, catches on to what I'm trying to say. Um... Because I'm the type of guy that wears his, his heart on his sleeve. I, uh, I invest myself into something much too quickly. And uh, no amount of pay is going to cover uh, an emotional um, idea. I hope people understand what I'm trying to say. When you, when you invest yourself into something, like for instance, I'm, I'm taking over um, a position um, from someone who's invested herself into it. And it's going to be very hard for her to walk away. And it's going to be very hard for her to leave it in my hands. It's going to be very hard for her because this is her baby. She gave birth to it. Um, so she's going to be, emo- she was already emotional yesterday. And I respect that. And I understand that. And I, and I stand behind her 100%. And I, I, I want to make this transition as smooth as possible for her and her crew. And that is kind of what I'm trying to say. I, I put myself into a lot of things. I really do. And I, I sometimes get burnt down. And I sometimes uh, don't feel like I've, gotten the attention or, uh, you know, yeah, sure, you know, throw some, throw, throw some change at me. I, that's not what I'm trying to do. I don't, I don't want to, well, yeah, I do want to get paid. I mean, everybody wants to get paid. I'm not going to say I don't want to get paid, but that was not my intentions. My intentions were to, uh, prove that I was worth, uh, myself. <laughs> Anyways, I, uh, I hope you've enjoyed my, uh, ramblings again. I wish my corn was as tall as everybody else's corn. My corn in my garden doesn't look anything like the corn on the side of the road I'm driving by right now. And I planted with the farmers, so I waited until I saw them doing their thing. And I got a message from somebody. I don't know what that means. The next time something I'm available for overtime. What? I'll read that later. What was that? Now look. What? I don't know what that means. I'll have to read that later. Somebody from somewhere sent me a message saying the next time my overtime assessment would be available. I don't know what that meant. OT assessment? I don't... I just don't understand. I get a lot of weird text messages. A, a tremendous amount of really odd text messages. I get stuff from people. I don't even know who they are. And I remember when I first got this phone number, I guess someone lost their phone number. You know how, you know, your time runs out on keeping a certain number. And like, if you don't have your phone number for an X amount of time, it then um, becomes like somebody else's. And I, I bought a phone and got a number and I'm getting fucked, you know, all these text messages from people 
And apparently whoever had that phone number before was a physical therapist. So I was getting text messages from people about, you know, their legs and their arms and their back. And I'm going, well, I'm sorry, uh, David's no longer, uh, this isn't David's phone number anymore. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, the physical therapist you're trying to reach is no longer here. And one day I got fed up. One day I was just like, really? This lady sent me, I think I torn a something, something in my shoulder. David, I don't know what to do about it. It really bothers me, David. I'm like, my name's not freaking David. Why are you freaking texting me about your shoulder? And I was like, well, okay. I'll give her my idea for therapy. I said, okay, Janice, this is what you need to do. You need to fill your bathtub with buttermilk and Epsom salts. And I want you to get in that bathtub and put your arm in there, wrap it in a cloth uh, with rose petals. And uh, get in the bathtub and soak for at least an hour in that buttermilk and Epsom salts. And then I want you to grab a broomstick with your bad shoulder, your, your, your hand with your bad shoulder, you know, grab a broomstick and try to reach your light switch while you're in the bathtub. And I want you to try this for about an hour until you can turn off and on the light switch with ease. This will fix your thing. And I, and I said, I learned this while on a pilgrimage to a uh, Middle Eastern country where a guy named Shubob uh, explained to me how to fix a bad rotator, rotator cuff. And I went on this big shamil, and I actually saved it. I took screenshots of it and put it on, on Facebook because I thought it was hilarious. And the lady was freaked out. She's like, David, what are you talking about? And I'm like, listen, this isn't David's phone number anymore. Please. I'm sorry. I don't know how I got his number. I'm sure that you would probably prefer to speak to David. But this is Jeff. And Jeff's getting fed up with David's uh, physical therapy questions from people that he does not know. And I even contacted a guy once. He's like, oh, that's what happened. I'm like, oh, yes, David. He's a masseuse, some sort of physical therapist. And, I, you know, I was cool about it for, like, the first freaking six months. I'd be kind and be like, sorry, this is no longer David's phone number. Um, from my understanding, this is his new number. Um, have a great day. And after a while, because I'd get, like, five or six of these a day, I'm like, dude, must be one hell of a physical therapist. And then some guy sent me a picture of a beer. And he's like, wish you were here. You know, with a little heart. And I'm like, uh... So I text him back, and I said, I wish I was there too, but he got the wrong guy. And he's like, oh, who are you? like, <laughs> oh, something new about David. I didn't know David was uh, that kind of guy. How you doing? Uh, not interested. Looks like a good beer. Enjoy. But really, that's what happened. I was like, uh... Uh, how are you? This isn't David. And he was like, oh, how are you? You doing okay? Would you like to have a beer? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to have a beer by myself on my back porch, but, uh, yeah. Anyways, this is Danger Close USA. This is this podcast. Right? This is your host, Jeff Kaufman. Stopping in at the gas station for gas. Imagine that. Right back. Imagine that. I'm early to work again. How do I do that every day? Because I leave my house early. Here's a lesson to all you people out there who can't hold a job and you're always late for work. Get a family. Get a family and a family that you love. Have a bunch of kids. You will not be able to contain yourself when it's time to go to work. You'll be like, I gotta go! I know it's a little early, but I gotta go. 
I love my family. I really do. I love my kids. I love my wife. I love trying to spend time with them. Um, but there are times when you're kind of like, gee, now would be a really good time to go to work. Yes, I know I'm going to be 20 minutes early, but uh, the early bird's going to get the worm. Uh, my, house is a, my house is a zoo. It really is. I, we got five kids. We got a two-year-old. We've got a, a 12-year-old. We got a 13-year-old. We got two 16-year-olds. It's, it's insane. It really is. It's insane. Sometimes I'll walk in from work and it's like, ah, ah, ah. I, and you're kind of like, oh, God, I just want some peace and quiet. I'll go hide on the porch or something. Or my wife, my wife put me up. In the, in the laundry room with an office and it's it's kind of funny because you can't go in there when she's doing laundry because it's hotter than the Dickens you're literally sweating while you're typing or writing and you're like okay I gotta get out of here and I'm like oh honey it was a great idea I, I love my office I really do when you're not doing laundry and the, and the dryer's running it's it's great when I open the back door and, and the cool air breeze in otherwise it's just wonderful yes I love my office it's a great little office it's wonderful <laughs> no it's really not. And um, so I, I go on the back porch, and it was great. The other day, I was on the back porch doing a little work, and it started th storming, thunder, lightning, wind, rain. And I'm going, ah. I got my I got my tablet out there. I got some paperwork out there. I'm, I'm doing a little research. And, uh, you know, lightning striking around me, and it's thundering. And I'm going, this, this is not, uh, this isn't good. You know, my poor little tablet's getting rain on, and I'm going, well, it might not be worth losing a $600 tablet, I think I'll pass, so I go back in the house, you know, where it's nice and, you know, loud and insane, and I got, you know, 20 kids running around going, ah, dad, you know, you're kind of like, okay, it's time to go home, well, you are home, oh, God, well, if someone wants to have friends over, that's even better, yay, wonderful, uh, anyways, everybody have your, a great day, enjoy your, um, your day, enjoy your, uh, your Thursday, um, I hope my little message reaches the proper people, um, I hope people, uh, in the marketing world can, uh, learn from some, I mean, I'm not a marketing professional, I'm not, I'm not, I'm an amateur, I'm an amateur, that's what I am, but, uh, sometimes words of wisdom, uh, can be passed on, and they work, and they worked for me, and I remember when I had my laptop tester.com, it definitely worked for me. There are plenty of back alleys to get to people's front doors. Um, because sometimes walking the same sidewalk with everybody else just doesn't pay off. And, yeah, you can you can reach certain groups of people um, by advertising apples to apple growers. Sometimes you're better off selling or advertising your apples to banana growers. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody that's listening, but it made sense to me. And it continues to make sense. And it was part of my core uh, marketing structure when I had my two now closed but used to be pretty active uh, websites. I was trying to compete with CNET. You know, good luck. <laughs> hey, I did good, though. For a while, I did great. And then the, the whole algorithm thing changed. And I was just like, what happened? So I let it run out. But Anyways, I wish everybody the best. God bless America. This was Danger Close, USA Resistance Podcast Radio, and this was your host, Jeff Kaufman, bidding you a awesome Thursday. Hooah!